Greetings, family. Peace to the power call. Welcome to your power call. Let me make sure that the audio is good, nice, and tight. Real quick. All right, are y'all able to hear me on the Zoom side? Are y'all able to hear me? Are y'all able to hear me on the Zoom side? Welcome to your power call. This is your brother, King Cam. Just want to check the audio. Okay, the audio is good. All right. All right, family. So what we want to do is we want to go ahead and open up in prayer. Please take the position of prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. Surely I've turned myself to thee, O Allah, trying to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. Surely my prayer and my sacrifices, my life and my death, are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he, in this I am commanded, and I am, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king. There is no God but thee. Thou art my Lord, and I am thine servant. I have been greatly unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me to the best of morals, for none guides to the best of morals but thee. And turn away from me the evil and indecent morals, for none can turn away from me the evil and indecent morals but thee. O Allah, bless Muhammad. And bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou didst bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham. Surely thou art praised, worthy, and magnified. And o Allah, make Muhammad successful, and make the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou didst make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful. For surely thou art praised and magnified. I mean, all right, family. So we. Always want to make sure that we start off the power call in prayer so that we set the tone and the mood right. And now we want to go ahead and pick up where we left off from yesterday. I hope everybody enjoyed part one of what is your role. And we're going to be picking up with part two today. So make sure that you have your pens, your notepads, your iPads, whatever you bring. To take notes, make sure that you have that ready so that we can take some good notes for part two and then be ready for feedback. Sometimes you just may, you know, get one of them cheap conversations going. <laughs> now, the level of your conversation sets the spirit of the home. You have a house. We would like to create a home. And see, home 
can only be a home when God is the ruler of that home. Now check this out. You may be telling the truth of your woes. And naturally, as husband and wife, you talk about your woes to each other. You know. But that conversation level is down here. And when you're gossiping and slandering people, which you do, that puts your conversation, I can't even get down. It's low down. That's right. So the energy in the house is as low as the conversation. Beautiful. That's right. Beautiful. Now let's pick the conversation up. I'm going to talk about you. Well, I may, I may be telling the truth, but that's not necessarily good home conversation. I may be talking about even Bible or Quran. That's higher, isn't it? But the highest conversation is when you start talking about what God revealed to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's revelation. Wasn't in the world before. So the level of electrical energy in those words is higher than reading the Quran or reading the Bible or discussing that. But when you say what Elijah said, that Master Farad revealed to him, your conversation is at the highest level and the energy Keeps you, your light on in your face. Because God's revelation inspires you. It's life. So if you really want to get down that road, brothers, as a maintainer, you got to know what God said to Muhammad. Do you discuss it? If you don't discuss the teachings, then the bond that binds you spiritually is not there. So from prayer comes discussion of revelation in your conversation, which leads to the spiritual maintenance of the woman of God. Right. She's God's woman, brother. And you can't just talk to her about anything. Sometimes you just may, you know, get one of them cheap conversations going. <laughs> Which we all do. True? Yes, Y'all don't want to admit that, huh? Them cheap conversations go on more than anything else. And probably that's why you don't have the spirit. In your marriage relationship with each other, you start losing the spirit. Do you know how you got in touch with each other? You know, and when you start falling in love, there's a certain conversation. If you a real Muslim, what is what, what's going to attract you? 
the fact that she's one. You're talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You're talking about the word. You're talking about what God did and what the preference is and what the nation is about. And you say, whoa, this girl is something. She like what I like. Yeah, this is good. All of a sudden, after you get married, the carnal conversation ain't on that level no more. Hey, baby, you sure looking good. <laughs> but that's conversation too, and it's real, you know. And it's not bad to be there sometimes. She liked that on that level sometimes. But don't stay there. That's God's woman. And she loves God. And the more you and I reflect God, the more she fall in love with us. God is stern, but God is kind. God is stern, but God is just. God ain't no fool, he's super wise. God is Noah of subtleties, and women are full of subtleties. Somebody banging? Now, brothers, you can't be no fool and maintain a woman on the spiritual and mental level. On the mental level, it is empirical knowledge. If you don't read the newspaper or study what's going on in the world, your revelation, your, your knowledge of revelation gives you insight into the news. Say, baby, did, did, did you see this thing today? Hey, look, they had a bomb at the Olympics. You see, TWA 800 went down. Over 60 people saw a light going toward it. Now they ain't talking about that no more. Now they're saying they don't know what happened. The black box didn't give them nothing. All of a sudden now, uh, Clinton is talking about Iran and Libyan terrorism. What's that all about? When you know the teachings, you can begin to compare notes. And before you know it, the level of your conversation is intellectual. It's stimulating. Because a woman, listen... A woman that is talking to babies all day long. She wants to break out of baby talk and she want to sit down with her husband and, and talk on another level. I'm getting to your role in a minute, sisters. We just role playing now. Brothers. You have to be readers. You have to be knowledgeable of what is going on in the world on a daily basis. You must be insightful and you must engage your wife in conversation that reflects the mental prowess that you are trying to develop. And you'll be surprised what she will add to that conversation from her insight. Yes, 
Don't you think that women don't have insight into these things? Listen to Sister Tainetta Muhammad. She has insight into the things that's going on in the world, but you won't know that unless you engage her in that kind of conversation because she ain't going to talk on no other cheap level. That, to me, is what her husband was an example of. He was the master of the teachings of Master Farad Muhammad. And he attracted her with those teachings. And he nurtured her with those teachings and with the understanding of the Quran. When you marry a man of that kind of knowledge, you should be constantly trying to extract from him what he knows about God. And every man who is a God, lesser God, should try to know as much about God so that the conversation in your home can be based on God and what God revealed and what God's will is since you both are Muslims and your duty is to submit to do his will. And is it making sense? So brothers, now this physical, spiritual, mental, which I just mentioned, Moral. Now, moral maintenance is based on the moral law. Upkeep of the female in the moral sense. As men, we should strive to live up to the moral law and bring things around us up to the moral law. And when we would lapse, the mate should help the person to come back to the moral law. Upkeep, maintenance on all levels. That is the duty, the role of the man. Now, brothers, brothers, if you were to rate yourself A as excellent, B as good, C as fair, D as poor, F as a failure. How would you rate yourself in your upkeep and maintenance of your life on all these levels? But honesty demands, well, ask her. Ask her. Not, 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 wait, when you get home. No, you better ask her here because it might be a fight. Is that right? Yes, sir. Who's A in the room? 
judge me. Anybody? Judge me. Well, you can't judge me. You ain't my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to ask Sister Firecar for my grave. <laughs> To myself and lied to you like I'm excellent in everything? Oh, brother, you don't need no liars in front of you. You had enough of that crap. My wife would have to grade me. I cannot grade myself. Now you have to be fair, wife, because you can't grade it on desires that you have that's way out here. Grade him on how well he did by you with the money that he makes. And if he only made a little, then you can't grade him as a failure simply because he didn't give you no good home and you know damn well he didn't have good home money. So some of you ain't qualified even to grade your husband because you really ain't got a yardstick. I just gave you the yardstick. Now be fair. If he's trying and he hasn't done as well as you would like, then give him a C or a D. If he's poor, and then if he deserves a F, flunk it. <laughs> and look, if you fail, you're headed for divorce. And any teacher will tell you, well, here's another semester. <laughs> Work hard next semester and you could pull it up by the final exam. Brothers, sisters, you don't want divorce. You want your marriage to work. And it will not work, brothers, if we don't pull up to the standard. Are you listening? Now this standard is good if you're 90 years old and you got a woman, she still needs maintenance. I know it's hot, and some of you are tired. And your marriage is as tired as you are. <laughs> I don't think you're more tired than I am. And I don't know whether you're hotter than I am, because I'm under these lights as well as the heat. So you can bear it. Stay awake. Well, so much for the man. Now, 
you have a man that is struggling to make money to physically, spiritually, mentally, and morally maintain you, there is a proper response to that man. Now, what is your nature, sister? The Quran says that the woman is created as the consoler of the man. When your baby is upset and crying, what does a mother do? She goes to the baby. She does something to console the baby, comfort the baby. A woman is a comfort and consoler to the man. And if the man is hard working and is giving you what it takes to maintain you, then what his demand is from you is that which consoles him. Now you're the consoler, right? You know what consoles a man? Let's start on the physical level. How did he fall in love with you? As an Aunt Jemima looking woman? Bad breath? Crew running down the side of your mouth? He didn't fall in love with you looking like no wreck. So what consoles his eye is when he comes home, he see you. And you should know when he's coming home and get yourself ready to receive him at the door. You didn't hear me. You be hiding off in the bed somewhere. You hear the key come in the door, you don't give a damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is if he comes in a decent hour sometimes brothers you come home late 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 but there should be a time to come home to sit with your wife and your children at a dinner table stay out all day and all night and then come home she tired you tired and you expect everything to be rosy <laughs> but when he comes home sister look how pretty y'all look tonight I bet he ain't seen you looking like this in a long time I'm but you all look so radiant, so beautiful. That's what made the man fall in love with you, girl. Be pretty for him. If he's a good husband, be pretty. Fix yourself up. Fix yourself up. You do it if you're going for some other man. Why not do it for the man that's maintaining? 
You did it to get him. Now do it to keep him. Because hell, there's too many pretty women out there. Ain't got no husbands either. And they're sure looking at yours, wondering why he stays with you. You know that's right. Sisters, sisters, let me tell you. When you know that that man is married, don't you make no effort to be in that man's face and present yourself before your sister's husband in a way that you want your sister's husband to be attracted to you. Your motive will condemn you with God. You hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Now, you know he's coming home. The way you look is consolation to him. You know, it's nice to hear your husband say, baby, you sure look good. How long has it been? Baby, mm, you sure smell good. How long? You remember how you used to perfume? Talk to me. Sister's getting a little embarrassed, you know what I mean? Did you put on perfume when you was going out to court him? Yes, you did. You made sure you had a little something here, a little something behind the ear. Powdered yourself down all pretty nice, you know. Now there ain't no powder in the house. <laughs> she can't find the perfume bottle. That's funny, but that's your role. When he comes home, the house is what he sees. He walks in the door, I die. He go in the kitchen, dishes. He go in the bedroom, the bed ain't made. He go in the bathroom, jewelry all in the tub. Everybody's rings is there. Place smelling funky. When he hit the door, you ugly, the house of his He went there, and you come right back. You don't know what it's like. I've been in here with your crazy children all day long. And I'm just sick and tired of this. This is not a good tape, but seriously. <laughs> now the, the house the attitude and the spirit in the house is gone he go in the kitchen 
ass to dinner. Wait. I didn't have no time. Here, this is all I got. Here, these mashed potatoes. I popped this in the oven. Say, baby, come on. He said, ah, damn. All right, I'm leaving. And he go to Subway. <laughs> and get a 12-foot sandwich. <laughs> and come back home. Now he mad, you mad. Time to go to bed now. Sometimes conversation starts. <laughs> Ill-motivated. You use each other for pleasure, but you don't serve each other. You make a prostitute out of her, and you become a pimp. She's angling for something that she deserved and using sex as the way to get it. After the relationship, honey, remember them shoes we saw? Now what is that? That ain't no way to have a righteous communion. You don't use sex to get what you deserve just by that man being your husband. And sisters, if the man is a good husband, you don't punish him by depriving him of yourself. I'll show him. Just remember Susie's down the street. what they don't get at home they may not be out selling papers you know there's a lot of adultery and there's a lot of fornication and there's a lot of game playing and hypocrisy and it's got to stop and you all have got to learn how to make each other happier than you're doing. We have to do this if we want our marriages to work. You are his consoler. When he comes home and he's in that work and he's bothered, what do you do for him? He really don't want to hear griping. You got to pick the time. Minute to get in the door, honey, you're telling me to die. Beat the hell out of him, I don't care. When the man come in, 
if he's been out working with us, he, he's been catching hell. When he get in the door, that's his home. That's his place where he gets refueled to go back out there again. So your job, listen now, physically is to look the part, keep your home up to par, and then have a conversation for him that gives him peace and quiet of mind. That's your job. That's your role, sisters. I noticed how quiet it got. Now, on the physical level, it's one thing, but on the spiritual level, what do you say to your husband? From the words of God, that console his mind. How can you say anything from the word of God and you don't even pick it up? You don't know nothing about the Quran. You never read the Bible. Yet you're a Muslim. How can you be a Muslim and don't know the book? Don't even pick it up. Don't even read it. Don't make time in the day to see a few words of what Allah says. So when that man come in and he's beat down, can you bring a word to him from his God that would rest his mind? Can you say to him after he been out there wrestling with our savage people? See, sweetheart, how you feel? I, I don't feel too good, baby. I had a bad day. I understand. Well, come on, uh, honey. I, I, I got the, the children all together. They're about to go to bed. And uh, why don't you just take a hot bath? And I'll rub you down. I mean, you don't even know what your husband's legs feel like. You said, said, take care of your husband. If the man is working, hey, baby, put a little bubble bath in there. Man, the man will feel like a king. Said, Damn, I'm going to work harder tomorrow. This woman keep this up, I ain't never going to leave home. Don't make him so he'll stay. Make him so he get up in the morning and go to work again. It sounds funny, but it's a simple thing. You run the water. It's appealing. It's stuff you put in the water to make his skin feel good. That's the man that's working for you. That's the man that's maintaining you. Man is getting you your 
if he's doing his job, he demands from his nature that you do yours. Now, sounds so oh, this is like from the movies. Well, that kind of movie you need to go to more often. You got a tub in your house? Do you know how relaxing that is? For your loving hands to rub his neck and the stress out of it? You ain't above that. Y'all ought to be in the class learning massage therapy. You ought to be learning reflexology. You ought to be learning impression points on his feet. Oh, look, I ain't mean no slave. Shut up. Hell, if a man gonna work like that for you, what the hell are you talking about? Sometimes we know how to serve the white woman. Talk to me, brothers. Please don't talk loud. (laughs) If you married to Heather, you would work for Heather or work for Susie May. And if you had a white man, you say he know how to treat us. If a black man is going to do this for you, then learn how to treat him, how to care for your husband. If he's being a husband, then you care for him. And he won't have no reason to look at somebody else. He's anxious to get home to the home that you provide. Does it make sense? Yes, sir. On the physical level, now you got to look at his mind. From you, he's supposed to get peace and quiet of mind. You're supposed to rest the poor man's head. How do you do that, sister, with no knowledge? He got problems. When he comes home and he starts talking about it, or maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. Because some of the things that we deal with, we don't want to talk about it to our wives. That's right. That's right. I know what I deal with, I don't talk to my wife about it. You know the sister Farrakhan, she just is sweet and pleasant all the time. Because if anybody give me a problem, I don't go home and say, you know, Sister Farrakhan, brother so-and-so did it again. That's my concern. I handle that. I don't bring that home to my wife, and I never brought it home to my children. The problem with many of you is you discuss your dislike in your homes with each other and with your children. And you make your children hate grown-ups and become disrespectful of grown-ups because you don't know how to keep your mouth. (laughs) 
if my wife is going to be my consoler, I can't burden her with what is my load to carry. Carry your load, man. Don't be no punctified man that got to have his wife carrying his load. God help a man carry his load. If you got a problem, take it to God. Don't go home and tell your wife. She can't go to the cracker downtown and whip him for you. You ever notice in the movie The Godfather? How many of you saw The Godfather? I think it's in Godfather 1 or 2. It was Godfather 1. They said, don't discuss the family business at the table. There's table conversation and there's other kind of conversation. And really, in the Muslim home, Muslim men discuss the work of the resurrection and intimate details they do not make that table conversation now as a young minister I handle cases that that just are mind-boggling I never came home and told my wife honey I had a case today let me tell you about sister so-and-so why am I gonna mess up my wife's head with that I carry my weight. That's right. That's right. You carry yours. Yes, sir. There are things that you can discuss with your family, and those are the things that she can help you with. But she should always have a word for you from the book of God. And the more the woman gets into the book, the more she can help you handle what the problem is. But you just want to empty out on her, dump on her, you know, because she don't know what to come back with. Well, that's a waste of time. A man, in my judgment, and I learned this from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Now, Omri Elijah Muhammad had problems. I have never been in his presence where he sat me down to discuss his problems. Brother Farrakhan, it's rough, I'm telling If it was rough, it wasn't my business because he's the servant of God, he'd go to God. God help him to handle the roughness of his job. And God will help you to handle yours. But what you discuss in your home should relate to your home. That's difficult. Should relate to the things in the world, like I said about the conversation, the news and all that. But the intimate problems of your work that she don't know nothing about and cannot help you solve. If you're an architect, what are you going to do to come back home and tell her about your drafting and are you, uh, she can't get on the board and help you. Why bother? 
Honey, I was up under the car today fixing the carburetor and the oil fell out and it was all in my face. And... That's not conversation. That's your job. And when he comes home, if you tell him all that the baby did, see, you bugging him. Because that's your job. He didn't come home to hear that. He can see. <laughs> After you start telling him what this one did, what that one did, he's getting angry about a minute. You see him gritting his teeth. Because if he loves you, he don't want them children messing with you. Then before you know it, he done got angry because he's already angry what he's been dealing with. He come in, you done fired him up. Now he done smacked the hell out the children. And then you done said, oh, stop, no, you kill him, you kill him. You set him off and then try to stop him. Sisters, those are problems that you can handle. Tell your husband how you handled it. Then he can say, well, sweetheart, I would have done it this way or that way, but at least you did something. Some of you don't want to discipline the children. You're waiting for him to come home. He come home half crazy. You don't want him beating your children in that state of mind. You get the strap. You work their behinds over, because when I come home, see, I don't play. All my children will tell you, when I come home, I do not play. I didn't come in here to hear nothing. <laughs> but assalamu alaikum. <laughs> what did you say, baby? Honey? So-and-so and so-and-so. I had a pole just like that in my basement. I'm downstairs to the pole. To the pole. And I tried to drive them in the pole. And here she comes. Don't you get in here. You get some of this too. Don't get me started whipping their behind and now you want to stop me. Get out of here. Now that's when I assert who I am in that house. And I damn sure am the boss. Ain't no question about that. I am not going to feed no woman to be my boss. Damn it, you in my house. And you better know how far to push me. And my wife always understood what the limits were. And you better understand what the limits are. Because any man that you push beyond a certain point, he'll break your damn neck. And you don't ever want to get a man to that point. When you see him getting crazy, stop your foolishness and shut your damn mouth and get in another room and cool that thing out until there's sanity there. 
Did you hear me? Oh. Now the face is getting a funny look on him. You was happy before. Brothers. Yes, sir. I've been married to my wife for 43 years. And since I've been a Muslim, I have never put my hand on my wife. And I don't like no man that smacks his wife around. I don't like you, brother. And if I hear that you did it, Damn it, if I could, I'd throw your behind over the moon. I don't like that. If you got a beater, then get the hell out of the marriage. But don't no man beat no woman in Islam. And I don't want you, brother captain, to allow no brother to whoop his wife and you don't throw his behind in the street. I just got carried away and I slapped it. Well, you got carried away 90 days. And if you do it again, six months. Well, she argued with me. That's what she got a mouth for. And when you can't take it no more, walk away. But you do not beat your wife. Too much of that crap going on. And if you want me to hate you, just let me know that you're smacking her around. Then don't come smiling in my damn face. I'm a assalamu alaikum brother minister. Why the hell don't you beat some of these devils out here? I can't stand no man that's going to be a, a macho man to your little wife and be a punk on the job. That's not, that's not Islam. I'm not telling you that I would not have hit my wife. I'd have broke her damn neck if she pushed me past that line. And she knew not to go there because I would have gone there. And there's not a man in this room that won't go there if you push him. So don't push him. Now I'm being real. I don't know no way to be false. So it wasn't just that I didn't hit her in 43 years. She didn't allow it because she knew how far to go before I went off. Is there any man in here that won't go off? Raise your hand. Because I want to meet Jesus. And sisters, I want to say something. When the brother is out there in that world, he's stressed. And I'm telling you, brothers, lieutenants, 
captain, ministers. Yes, sir. When the brothers come to the mosque, this is their house of refuge. They don't come here to take crap. See, and you're not here to give them that. You're a doctor, you're a healer, man. You don't talk to these brothers like they're some damn animals. They are the people of God. Just cause you in authority, you don't do that to a man. Because in today's world, a man ain't gonna take it, man. So you don't give no man what you don't want yourself. And some of these men in here, if they weren't Muslims, you wouldn't talk to them like that because they would kill you on the outside. And Sister Captain, you hear? Let's go the same with the women. These women have a lot of stress on them and they're catching hell in that world. When they come to the mosque, this should be a place of peace where they can find some love without blood light in the game. Now, you got your role, man. You know your role? Yes, sir. Question is, do you want to play the part? Yes, sir. Sisters, you got your role. Yes, sir. It's a supporting cast role, but they give out Oscars for the best supporting actors. <laughs> do you want to play your role? Yes, sir. Now, brothers. Sometimes we don't make enough money. And our wives work. That puts a whole different thing when the woman is working. She come home, she tired. She would work eight hours. You work eight hours. But her work is never done. Children in daycare, in school. She come home, she got to go get the children. When she gets the children, she got to bring them home. When she gets them home, they're starting to arguing and fussing and she got to get the house ready because you coming home, get some food there. Hey man, that's a lot of stress. So you can't expect from a working woman what you expect from a woman that's in that house all day long. So don't come home like you the inspector with a white glove on. Aha! There's some dust. You're damn right. Get a rag, baby, and dust. If she working, she's doing part of your job. So when she comes home and you come home, she ought to expect some help. 
Honey, what's, uh, uh, children, let, let, let me help you with the children while you get the dinner. Uh, Josie, get in there and do your homework. Shut up all that racket. You got to help. Ain't nothing wrong with putting on an apron. You ain't no faggot. You helping your wife. You got on an apron, you go in the kitchen. What, what you need, baby? I'll cut the potatoes. I, I can't do it good, but you're mad. But you're going to sit down with your foot all propped up in front of the TV. And she just finished eight hours. Now come home, is grinding out. You expect a clean room, do everything, and then serve you. Well, see, by the time, you know, she, while she's cooking, she hot. Nigga in there sitting at the damn TV and I'm doing all of this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, she didn't do that, brother. <laughs> but the food is not going to taste right. It ain't seasoned right. Because she in the kitchen angry. You don't ever want to eat an angry woman's cooking, brother. It don't digest well, it mess you up. You want that woman happy when she cooking food. Cooking food like making a baby. She'll mess your baby up the way you treat her. Baby come here looking like the wreck of the Hesperus. The baby you wheeling it down the street, the woman said, oh, it's so cute. Give it a banana. It made a damn gorilla. When that woman is pregnant, man, you better take good care of her. See, that's showing that you care. When you know the strain that she's under, don't put her under no more. If you got a little time and a space, help the woman. Don't worry about what the brother's gonna say. Some old stupid brother come to the house. Man, you in a you in an apron? Oh, I'm gonna tell all the brothers at the FOI. Now, this woman done pumped you, man. <laughs> Somebody like that, man, you tell them, don't come back in my house. No more. <laughs> there's certain brothers you don't need in your house, <laughs> and there's certain sisters that you don't need in your house. Sister ain't got no husband and, and had three. <laughs> and she's your wife's best friend and you wonder why your marriage going crazy. I don't know why you pick friends like that. Woman been married three times, divorced three times in, in one year. And she your best friend and your marriage is going on the rocks and you can't see that you done let Yakub in your house. 
think I have given lesson number one. Now I'm going to go home and practice. <laughs> See, the teacher, while the teacher is teaching, he's teaching himself. I try to be a good example to the best of my ability. But I can do a lot of improving because I don't think I have A plus. I may have a B, may. I hope it's better. <laughs> Maybe A minus. But I know it has to be better than C. I hope. But if I were to grade my wife, straight A. Yeah, Sister Farrakhan is a straight A. She gets A for protecting me from myself. You know, I love the truth. I just love truth. And I love to tell the truth on myself. Because it frees you to face yourself. I'm saying that you don't know me. You ain't live with me. But I'm in a in a in a work that sometimes, brothers, I really could kill. And sometimes to keep from killing, I cuss. I shouldn't do it. It's wrong. Is wrong. But probably if I didn't, there'd be niggas dead all over the place. Because the stuff that they put on me when I do nothing but good for them. It really angers me to the point where I have to be restrained. Because I have a position of honor, respect, and love and trust of the people. And if I were to talk about the things that people do to me, you all would kill them. So I keep that to myself and suffer. Right now, the minister is in labor. And every mother in here knows what labor is like. Can't nobody help you. I mean, it's nice to have your husband there when you're in labor. You love him, it's nice, he put it there, so he should be there. 
But he can't do nothing. Give you a little cracked ice, you chew it. Take a cold rag and rub your head, but that rubbing your head ain't stopping that pain. And that pain gets so great that sometimes she just want to die to get out of this thing. The man don't know this. He can't feel this. He's watching. But be there and watch. Because every one of these sisters that have brought you children have died for you. And the least you could do is stand by them. Every time an argument come up, you want to run. Some of you ain't been married two years, three years, you ready for a divorce. What the? hell is wrong with you if it was easy everybody would have made it marriage is difficult and if you don't want to struggle then leave a woman alone and if you don't want to struggle leave a man alone it's difficult I'm at the end I'm at the end. My, my purpose today was to teach you the roles. Get you to look at your role, brother. Get you to look at your role, sister. And see how far off you are from being who you are. My wife could be in pain. But if she hear me sneeze, she want to know, is there something I could do? She got an A plus. She gave me nine children. And I don't even know how to braid hair. And I used to watch her take all them girls every morning, braid their hair. I'm sitting in my office reading my Quran. I was doing my work, she was doing her work, but I watched her do it and not complain. Did you hear me? When my pay was $35 a week, my wife never complained. I bought used furniture. Because I did not want no cracker coming to my door telling me what I owe him. Muhammad was making me a man and I wasn't going to let nobody make me a punk by putting me in debt and then making me bow down. And when I had debt and they came telling me they were going to take my car, I said, you come and I'll blow your so-and-so butt off this property. And they ain't never showed up at my house. Because I damn sure was going to kill them. You don't profit from my misfortune. I burned the damn car in the driveway. But you won't take it. And I told them that. And told them, come up on my property and see what I do. They ain't never come. I said, I'm no thief and I'm no robber. 
I'm not running nowhere. I will pay you. But I have difficult circumstances. Be a man. Don't be no damn punk. Be a man. And it takes a woman to help you. My wife helped me. I want to be a minister. She didn't tell me I want to be a movie star. You want to be a minister? I want to be a Muslim like you. I'll help you. So there were times my children ain't never heard me argue now. Am I right, son? He never heard me argue with my wife. He never heard me call her no low-down names. And I'm telling you, brother, don't you call no Muslim woman no bitch. Don't you call a lost-found woman that. You need to take the pledge yourself. The pledge wasn't just for the lost-found. It was for you, lost-found. Don't you cuss your wife like you dealing with some damn sailor in the street? Calling all these low down, dirty, nasty, funky names and then get angry when she try to live up to it? If you call her a bitch and she want to live up to it, then what you going to say? I'm getting a divorce. What the hell are you doing marrying a bitch? If you wasn't a dog yourself. Don't use that language with your wives. And don't you stand up toe to toe cussing your husband. Like some cheap sailor in the street. Somebody got to take low sometimes. And when I would rail, my wife take low. She was smart. She knew when the man is taking a solo. <laughs> Bro, baby. It's your thing. She played a supporting role by just being quiet. Let the fool blow. And after I huffed and I puffed and couldn't blow nothing down, later she would come around and say, now, such and such and so and so. And more than likely she was right, I was wrong. And that's why my children never heard no argument. Because there was none. They never heard me cuss their mother. Because it didn't happen. I'm no perfect man. But I damn near got a perfect wife. And I wish all of you would be as lucky as I. To have a woman like Sister Farrakhan. She's an unusual jewel. And you all should appreciate her in your midst she don't give nobody no trouble 
Sweet all the time. <laughs> when I see Allah, I'm going to ask him, how do you grade him? He'll probably tell me, A plus. That's a good, good woman. And I say this to you, brothers and sisters. She helped me not to get time out. Because there were times when I was crazy. And she said, I'm not going to let that fool go there. So I didn't never have to go before the captain and take them 90 days. Help your husband not go there. When you see him stressed, don't give him word for word. Somebody take low. You see it in music, the trumpet got the solo. You just play a little accompanying role. <laughs> just keep the beat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Your turn will come when he calms down. But when he's up in heat, don't argue. Because then, if he's up, his decibels is way up in the ceiling, then you try to match him. You up in the ceiling too. Imagine what effect this is having on the children. They looking back and forth like it's a tennis match. Children frightened, insecure. They are hurt to see you all going at each other like that. And they lose respect for both of you. But they can't say it just yet. But they remember these things like you remember your parents. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Do you really hear me? Yes, sir. Since I don't talk to my wife about all my problems, she watches me. And I remember once, you didn't know this, maybe you didn't, you didn't know, you know, this, this cancer thing. Um, they had me taking some hormones and they were like female hormones. I know what you go through, sister. <laughs> and I'd be sweating like a woman, you know, in that time period. Just sweat falling off. And you, your mood is one way up here and the next way down there. So, man, and I blew up one day and my wife just looked at me. She said, You tripping, man. <laughs> just as calm. I went out the room. And I was tripping now. <laughs> and I got it together and came back, you know. The minister. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> this is real. Marriage is a struggle. It was not meant to be easy.
So at the first sign of trouble, sisters and brothers, don't run from each other. Run to each other. I'd like to close by giving you a picture. Since we are meant to be together, male and female, if you look at sperm and you look at ovum, they're meant to be together. But God didn't make it easy for them to unite. First, as you've heard me say, he puts the sperm in a hostile environment. Then he makes it competitive with a billion others. Then it's got to swim upstream against gravity to get to the egg. And when it gets to the egg, there's an explosion. And the first cell of life has begun. There is no joy in life greater than the joy of human companionship in the Spirit of God. There is no material thing that can give you the happiness that God has put in each of our natures to give to each other. It is time that we stop giving each other hell and start preparing heaven for each other. It's difficult. It will try you but marriage is the struggle for life, for love, and for the Spirit of God. Once you have found that union, a whole new vista opens. You know? The song at Easter that the Christians sing, the strife is o'er, the battle done. The victory of life is won. All glory to that risen Son. Alleluia. Praise be to Allah. You and I are struggling to come up from a grave. The strife is over. When you find that perfect union, the strife is over. The battle is done. The victory of life is won because you have found union, harmony, peace, love, life. And the two of you together can plan for anything you want and your unity with God will make everything you want come to pass. Your disunity sentences your home, your family to death. 
So dear married or those who are in the process of becoming married, who have said your vows and have gone stale in your relationship, I'm asking you now, let's try again. When you leave here tonight, I wish the salam was open. So you could take your wife, you know. Come on, baby, we got to talk. And just get into each other. Because I'm going to tell you something, sister. That husband, you may be dissatisfied with him, but all you need in life to make you happy, right in that man. But that man got to come to God. Brothers, you got to come. Come to Allah. Come to Allah. And let Allah get in you. So that you could say like the scripture Greater is he that is in me Than he that is in the world And the more of God that's in you Your wife just gonna love you man Now sister Farquhar just loves her husband She just loves her husband That woman loved me now Let me tell you something I love that woman you know what's written of me in the book. And that's very difficult for me, very difficult for her, but it's written. I'm fulfilling what is written as a trial, not just for me and those with me, but it's a trial for you because that's what sunk the nation before. But will it die again? No, The Honorable Elijah Muhammad loved his wife, Clara Muhammad. She was the woman that he met in Georgia. She was like Khadija. She helped him all the way through. But there came a time when God ordered him to do even what he himself did not want to do. Now from his mouth he told me, Allah forced me and I did not understand that. I think I understand. Forced him. Today, you look at Sister Tainetta Muhammad, the mother of the faithful, the wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the mother of Minister Ishmael, Minister Rasul, and Brother Ahmed, and Sister Medea, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's children. Well, emotionally, it don't bother us now. But if you were around when Clara Muhammad was alive, emotionally, that would tear you up because you knew Clara Muhammad was a dedicated woman. 
And if you were looking from Clara Muhammad's side, you would say she didn't deserve that. But God is not looking on the emotional. God had a plan for the nation's survival. And part of that plan is Ishmael. And part of that plan is Rasul. And part of that plan is Ahmed. And part of that plan is Tynetta. God is seeing for the nation way into the future. Go ahead. There are times in my labor that death is a blessing. Because to labor with us and a bunch of envious, jealous-hearted people is very, very difficult. I bought my wife a Rolls Royce. She hardly drives it. But I don't care. That's the best that the devil makes. And I give her the best that I can afford to give her thanks to you. It's a thing. The real thing that she wants is more of me. And she can't have that because I'm born for you. And for the salvation of our people. So my wife has had to live and share me with tens of thousands and now with millions. She has to live seeing women in love with me. Not just as a spiritual teacher, but desirous of me. And yet she walks with dignity. And she never disturbs your love of me. She's not a nasty acting person and she knew you love me and you have every right to love me. She understands. What a wonderful woman. Help me to make her happy. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. By embracing her. Yes, sir. And helping her through the difficulty of her role that she's playing in my part jam up huh? my children you are not to judge my children you don't know what my children been through if you see them acting a little strange leave it alone Because they've had to live with me as I grew to be who I am. You don't understand that. But if you've got children, you understand. Just as you are struggling with yourself, you struggle with your children. I'm struggling with mine. I have a son that's battling drugs. One time he's clean, next time he's dirty. You know all about this 
It's in everybody's family. But the boy is a great child with tremendous mind. I just have to try and keep on trying to get him right. When you see my grandchildren, they're not all right. Well, you don't have to live in my shadow. My children have to live in the shadow of a man. But they are brilliant enough to cast their own shadow. And sooner or later, they will cast their own. But right now, it's difficult to be my child. Because the world expects a lot from the children of a man who is great. Do you understand? And if you look at great men, look at Billy Graham. Big article in the Time magazine about his son, how his son went totally out. Went away from his father and now is the heir to his father's work because he finally decided, I got to come home. Look at Reverend Shula. He had a son that went away. Look at Oral Roberts. He had a son that went away. They don't want to live in the shadow of a father. They are great, but they want to cast their own shadow. So sometimes they go totally contrary and rebellion to everything they've been taught. You don't get involved in that. They on their journey, you on yours. And the best thing you can do to help me is to pray for me. And to pray for my children as I always pray for you and I always pray for our children because your children are my children and my children are your children and therefore prayer is all we can do when there are things that we can't handle lift it up in prayer to Allah and then leave it I don't left my son to Allah Allah got him and Allah will fix it if it's to be fixed when you have my children and my grandchildren around you on a job be careful how you handle them well you say they they ain't nothing special I don't know about that you special they are special. Be careful if you dog them because they belong to me and you may not be able to get to me. But you want to take it out on my children, be careful. Because Allah got something for you. And some of them, you know, they can really fight. They will hurt you, man. They love, so they take a lot. When I see grown men break up and cry because of the way they handle and the hurt that they feel, you don't want to make grown men cry. You don't want to make grown women cry. The messenger got on me for making people cry with a song that I sang. Look at my chains. And he called me to his house. And he said, Brother Farrakhan, 
One day, I went out preaching, and my subject was the prodigal son. And when I finished, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. And when I came back home, Master Farad was there. And he said, uh, how did you do, Kareem? And the messenger was called Kareem at the time. He said he did well. And the others that were around said, oh, he did well. Say that there wasn't a dry eye in the place. And a stern look came over his face and he looked at Elijah Muhammad and said, Brother, don't you make my people cry. He said, I came to wipe away all their tears. Then he repeated it. Don't you make my people cry. You notice how much of a happy teacher I am? That should tell you. Lieutenants, captain, sister captain, leaders, don't put on these people who are the people of God that which makes them cry. Lift. Lift the burden. Lift the burden. When they come to the mosque, that's your duty. Lift. Just lift the burden. That's what you're in position of authority for. Lift the burden off of the people. Lift it. Lift it. Lift it. Now wait. 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 See how happy laughing. I was talking some heavy stuff in here tonight. I was all up in your video. <laughs> and had the introduction and the end. You say, how did the minister know? And there were very difficult parts of this, but I did it in a way that lifted your spirits. And I never made you think that I was talking down at you because I put myself right in the video with you. And in the end, I exalted my wife above myself to show you what a wonderful mate God blessed me with. If you would follow me yes, sir. and take my example. See when they know I'm coming out? See how they come? What they come for? He gonna tell us something. I hope you got something from the lecture tonight. I hope it inspired you. Well, brothers, if you love me and you want to help me, don't make the believer cry. Lift tears. Wipe the tears from the believer's eyes. Listen. The paper comes out. 
once a week. That's heavy. The brothers used to have two weeks to do it. Now they got to do it in one. They need more inspiration, not less. More maintenance, more sustenance, not less. And if you inspire them to do it in four days and take three and say, okay, here's three for us, four for God. Go home, be with your family. Try to be with your family a little every day. Don't neglect your wife and your children. Try to spend a little time with them. But if you can't, set a day. That's my family day. And nothing is going to interfere with me and my family. Take your wife. Take them children. Go to the park. Do something together. Laugh and talk and run and jump and have a good time. And then come back and say, uh-huh, one day for the family, one day for me. Go on to the gym and work out. Sister, do something. You know? But four and three. Four days, try and work and get all your papers out. And then three days for yourself with recreation and family and whatnot. And if you do this, you keep the believer from being burnt out. Now don't you think people don't get burnt out? They can't keep this pace seven days straight, year after year, day after day. Be compassionate, not weak. Compassionate. Have mercy on the believers, and they will love you as they love me. And you know what? See how you all do with me? You know how nice you treat me. <laughs> oh, you treat me. Here's the minister. Oh! Hi, minister. Run up to the car. You, your faces are so lit up. It makes me feel so nice. But in as much as you haven't done it, unto the least believer, how can I believe you're sincere? when you do it for me. I touched all the basics a little bit and you haven't got your, your chemistry right but you got to keep on coming to rehearsal and after a while you, you start chilling and it starts getting so easy when you see them plays downtown when they, when they practice and they got it together, the thing just gels. I mean, you can see them when they're dancing together. When they, if you saw the gymnasts and how they worked in the Olympics and, and the beautiful um, uh, water of, of dancing. 
Synchronize. Oh man, people, they had to work that. Well, I want you synchronized like that. Where you know your teammate. Did you see the, the, the sisters playing basketball? Oh, did they know each other? You could see the way they passed, the way they worked. That's the way we want to see you with your mate. And watch what I tell you, man. You don't even know what's in that woman that you marry. Of good for you. It's gold there. You know how to mine? Be careful how you use the dynamite. You may close the mine with yourself in it. Does anyone have a question? Ain't that something? I'm gonna ask it one more. Now don't don't try to figure up one. But if you don't have none, it's good. That means I touched all the basics. Now do you have a question? No questions? Well, that's class number one. We'll have class number two. Now we got our roles. Now we got to put them together and make a home. Next time. Making a home. May Allah bless you. I certainly enjoyed being in your company. I love you Muslims and I thank Allah for each one of you and I pray for you and I want you to pray for each other but I want you to promise me brothers that you will not beat your wives I want you to promise me that you will not call your wives out of the divine names that God has given them. Practice now. Don't mean you ain't going to get angry again. Don't do it. Can I get a promise? Brothers, will the brothers stand? Will you pledge yes, that you will not strike your wife? Yes, will you pledge yes, that you will not abuse her with foul names? Yes, Is that a promise? Yes, will you keep it? Yes, if it be the will of Allah. Yes, and it is his will. Yes, sir. Will you submit yes, to do his will? Yes, sir. Will you work hard yes, sir. to get more money? Yes, sir. So you can take care of her yes, sir. physically, spiritually, mentally, morally. Yes, you will? Yes, sir. You heard the theory. 
says? Sisters. Sisters! Thank you! Will you encourage your husband to be a good maintainer and provider? Encourage him in prayer and in duty to Allah first. Yes, sir. You will. Yes, sir. Then when he does it, will you be his consoler? Yes, sir. Brothers, we in for a good time. Yes, And if you do this, when he acts the fool, as we are sometimes want to do, will you carefully and wisely, when he's loud, like he's talking to some FOI or something, will you and let him blow his top? And then later come back when the thing is calm and state your case. Will you do that, sister? Yes, sir. Will you keep from arguing, which destroys your spirit and makes you dissatisfied with each other? You must stop arguing. Yes, Will you do that? Yes, sir. Very good. You may be seated. Well, now we got something going here. Now, I may come back in two weeks or three weeks, but I want to give you time to practice. I'm going to be practicing too. I ain't perfect yet. I'm going to work on it though. But when I come back, if you've been practicing, I'll be able to see it right in your faces. There'll be a glow. And I can see the way you sit. I had you sit together so I could see who's married to who. <laughs> you have beautiful wives, brothers. And you have Good husbands, sisters. Yes, sir. We're going to make them better. Yes, now, brother captain of the FOI and sister captain of the MGT, yes, we have a big job in front of us to restructure the FOI yes, and make it so that every male member who joins the FOI will be in the process of becoming the good man, the good husband, the good father, the good provider his family we must do this and sister see that lesson number one question number 14 and answer is critical to the development of a home our next subject will be making a home inshallah inshallah I will see you then when we put the two in their roles together.
and show them how to struggle together to become as one. Thank you so much for a wonderful evening. All right, so we wanna we wanna get that feedback. It's uh, ten forty nine, ten fifty. All right, so those who would like to share, those who would like to share some feedback, press the number three. If you would like to share some feedback, um, let me see, let me see. I got a lot. I got a lot from that. I got a lot from that. Hmm. It's so much, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to let Sister Randisha start because she had her hand up first. So I am going to let Sister Randisha start and then I'll look through what I got and then I'll add some feedback. So, all right, Sister Randisha. Yes, ma'am. I, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, your internet is... No, it's be- it's it's sounding better now. It's sounding better now. It was it was a little choppy. It was can you can you hear me? Uh oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
All praises due to Allah. Thank you for that, Sister Randisha. Um, yeah, so like you said, this this we was having a discussion. I was having a discussion um earlier this weekend. We was talking about the the power in this lecture. We was talking about, you know, like the minister has given several lectures around marriage and relationships and things like that. But this one I think is probably the best one. Um, because he just covers so many aspects and so many areas, you know, and, you know, <laughs> doesn't everybody feel good now that the minister has distinctively ran through the role of the man and ran through the role of the woman? I think it's given us such clarity that you can't really go wrong. You can't really go wrong. One of the, one of the points that the minister highlighted was the importance i'm gonna start with the brothers the importance of the brothers being studied the minister said that brothers must know what's going on in the world on a daily basis he said you must be readers and you must be knowledgeable and the reason why he said that is because a woman who is talking to babies all day long wants to break out of baby talk she wants to sit down and talk to her husband on another level so, brothers, the minister's encouraging us to, you know, become knowledgeable. Read the Final Call newspapers. I know y'all got them. I know some of y'all got bundles in the garage and in the back of the car. So, in the process of y'all having these papers, take one of them. I try to take one Final Call newspaper out of the papers that I carry, and I keep it for myself so I can read it, right? Because it's you're not as effective when you out with the Final Call if you don't know what's in the current edition, number one. But number two, we know what we say, the Final Call newspaper being the biggest, baddest, boldest paper on the planet Earth with everything that we need, news you can use. Y'all know what we're talking about. Then, obviously, you should want to read a paper like that that covers domestic news, black excellence, international news, and you're able to know what's going on. And, of course, you can still get your news from the Shade Room and all them other spots that y'all be on, media takeout and all that on Instagram. Y'all still get y'all news from there, but being knowledgeable about the things that's going on. So when you sit down and have conversations with your wife, it's not cheap talk. Like the minister said, you know, what's going on in the world. And then you are able to apply the teachings to that particular subject. You are able to have insight as the minister said on news that's happening around the world because of the teachings. And then he also said that the highest conversation, the highest level of conversation is when you start talking about what God revealed to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. That was probably the, the heaviest point because if that's not the foundation of the conversations, you know, and the majority of the conversations, even when you're talking about trending news, you're talking about things that's happening in the world, then how do you connect the dots through the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad? What lecture did the minister highlight this on? What lecture did the minister bring clarity to this particular situation so that you're able to have that insight into what these different things, what, what these, uh, these different situations that's taking place, right? So if you're not able to have those conversations, then the spiritual maintenance of each other is going to be in question because you're not talking and communicating on the highest level of conversation, which is the revelation given to us through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan from the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So, who was next? I know um, Sister Yolanda, 
I know she had she gotta get her head up. I know who was uh brother Wesley, it's on you, then sister Yasena, then sister Yolanda. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for that, brother Wesley. <clears throat> Sister Yasina. Wa alaikum salam. <clears throat>
<laughs> right.
<clears throat> Wa alaikum salam Yes ma'am uh, Sister Yolanda Wa alaikum salam
Walaikum salam ma'am Yes ma'am And then we're gonna go with Brother Daniel 6X What Brother Daniel
Yes, sir. Thank you for that, Brother Daniel. Um, and then I wanted to just add this. When the minister talked about, he said, when you marry a man with that kind of knowledge, he was talking about the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and Mother Tanetta. Uh, you should be you. Sh you should uh, be trying to extract from him what all of what he knows about God. And when the minister said that, not only obviously was he talking about it in the context of marriage and relationships, but he also talked about it in the. The really um, the other way that I thought about it was in the context of us believers and followers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and how we should be listening to him. And we should be trying to extract from him all of the knowledge that he knows about God. Because that just strengthens us as followers and believers in the teachings and our ability to take the practical or take the theory and put it into uh and put it into practice. So I think that's um extremely important. I think that was very valuable. Um man, please hit the comment section and and flame it up with some emojis and some hand claps for that lecture of the minister. What is your role? I think that was a really really good lecture. I think that's a great way we had some newlywed people on today. Shout out to Sister Randisha as she mentioned earlier. So I think this is a very, very good lecture for people who are married, people who are not married and looking to get married, people who are newly married. Um, you're able to take something from this lecture and apply it. All praises due to Allah. So it is 1118 family. So what we're going to do is we're going to get ready to go ahead and, uh, and close out. And uh, may Allah continue to bless you uh, with a beautiful week. And inshallah, we will see you all back here tomorrow. Same black time, same black place. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>